Welcome to Bible Line, a ministry of Calvary Community Church. Our podcast is dedicated to the clear teaching of God's Word. We aim to help people find Jesus Christ and train believers through the study of the Bible. We would love to feature your questions on the show. You can email us at questions at BibleLineMinistries.org. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to calvaryoftampa.org forward slash donate. Catch new episodes every Thursday. We pray today's episode is a blessing to you. All righty. Welcome back to Bible Line. I'm your host, Pastor Jesse Martinez, and today we have a listener-submitted question, and it is a question that I believe is the question which causes so much confusion in biblical Christianity in regards to what saves a person. And I'm sure as soon as you hear it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Today's question is, is faith without works dead? And I know you've heard this question discussed, or you've asked it yourself. Now, I want to be really transparent with you before I take the time to answer this question. The Bible teaches that a person who believes on Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection for their sins is fully justified before God. I believe that because the Bible teaches it. It's not my interpretation of the scripture that leads me to that belief. It's not what another man taught me that has led me to that belief. There are clear passages and verses and whole books written in the Bible that teaches that all a person must do in order to be saved is believe on Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection for their sins. The moment they do, they are fully justified before God. They receive the righteousness of God right there in that moment. Their salvation is completed. Here are some verses that we'll talk about later on in the episode, but I want to make sure that we at least quote in the beginning of the show. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. It doesn't say you will be washed or you were washed and are are in need of being washed again, or you were sanctified or you were justified. Before, it says you are. This is the current state of every believer, washed, sanctified, justified in the name of of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. And that's 1 Corinthians 6.11. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. And that's in Romans 3.28. And we're going to look at a majority of verses before that when we look at this passage in Romans, but it culminates with that verse. We conclude that a man is justified by faith without deeds of the law. You can even say, without works of the law. And then my favorite one, Romans 4, 5. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him, Jesus, that justifieth the ungodly. Look at the verb there, justifieth the ungodly. Jesus is the one that is justifying the ungodly, and he does that on the person that believes. Look at the rest of that verse. His faith, his faith in Christ, is counted for righteousness. And that is exactly what happens when a person believes. They are justified completely. So you and I have to understand that God looks at the believer and sees them fully justified before him. There is nothing that needs to happen in order for the believer to prove 
that they are justified because God has already justified them. The reason why today's question is such a source of confusion is because people are asking, is faith without works dead, with the belief that a person who continues to sin or live wickedly is the proof that they were never justified before God. They believe salvation is a process of a person believing on Jesus Christ and then working to keep their salvation. It is very plainly works for salvation. And the passage used to defend this view is James chapter 2 in verses 14 through 26. Not being able to explain this passage will hinder your effectiveness as a Christian witness. So often, the lost man will object to the true gospel message by saying, faith without works is dead. And if we can't explain this phrase, then we'll make no further progress with the person that we're trying to talk to. And ultimately, it's going to leave the person that believes that faith without works is dead in regards to salvation. It's going to leave them trusting in themselves. There's a new twist, which is also false. And it is to say, if you do not have works, that you have no faith, and therefore you are not saved. And many Christians have been confused and robbed of their assurance of their salvation by this presentation. Works are subtly added to the plan of salvation by this misleading teaching on this passage in James. So we need to go through from the beginning of James all the way up until James 2.14, and then we'll go through verse 26. And we're not going to go verse by verse. We're going to summarize it as we go. And I want you to make sure that if you have a pencil or a piece of paper to take notes here, and a majority of what we're going to talk about today has been laid out very clearly on BibleLineMinistries.org by Dr. Hank Lindstrom. And it's a great review of how we should approach this passage in James 2, 14 through 26, because it is still prevalent. I spent an hour and a half with a gentleman who was twice my age just a couple of weeks ago who wanted to tell me that faith without works is dead, that if I did not have works to prove that I was saved, then I was never saved to begin with. And that is against what the Bible teaches. I want to be very clear and very transparent. The Bible does not teach that a person is justified by faith with their works. You cannot find it. It's not there. So, first of all, James was written to the saved. It was written to believers. Notice this phrase, my brethren, in James 1, verse 2, verse 16, verse 19, in James chapter 2, verse 1, in James 2, 5, in verse 14, in James chapter 3, verse 1, on and on. You can find this phrase all throughout the book of James, my brethren. It's written to believers. It, re- it is written to persons who are already saved, and the subject is not how to be saved, but the Christian life and how to receive rewards in heaven. James is writing to those who are born again. Look at this verse in James 1.18. Of his own will beget he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. The question is not loss of salvation, which is impossible with clear passages like John chapter 6, verses 37 and 39. But the topic is the loss of reward. Blessing, not salvation, is what is promised to the doer of God's work in James 1.25. So salvation is, without exception, the gift of God. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, salvation, through Jesus Christ our Lord, through him, not through man's works, but through the completed work of Jesus Christ. That's Romans 6.23. 
Look at Ephesians chapter 2 in verses 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If you read all of Romans chapter 5, you'll see that salvation is called God's gift six times. James 2.14 talks about profit. A gift and profit are two separate things. Profit is something earned, something deserved. Salvation cannot be earned and is not deserved. For by grace are you saved through faith, not for by profit are you saved through faith. For the wages of sin is death, but the profit of God is eternal life? No, it's the gift of God. Salvation is the gift. Service is which is what we're supposed to do after we're saved, yields profit, rewards. Salvation cannot be earned. It is not deserved. And Paul uses the same word profit in 1 Timothy 4.8, where again, the topic is reward. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. So James is speaking on the judgment seat of Christ, which we see in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 in verse 10, in Romans 14, 10, and in 1 Corinthians 3, 11 through 15. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 3, 11 through 15, because this is where that judgment is best described. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 11 through 15. For other foundation can no man lay that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, and stubble, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. So verse 11 teaches us that this is a person who has believed on Jesus Christ, and Christ is now the foundation of which they can choose building materials, profitable things, or unprofitable things, and all of those decisions will be judged by fire. Verse 14, if any man's work Abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. This judgment seat of Christ is a judgment for man's works, for the believer's works. This is The lost man will not stand here because he's not on the foundation of Christ. The lost man dies with no foundation except his own works, and he'll be judged at the great white throne judgment, which is detailed in Revelation 20. But here we see the believer's work is what is being tried by fire, not the believer himself, because the believer himself has been justified. He has been declared righteous. He stands upon Christ. His works have nothing to do with his salvation here. His works have everything to do with how God will reward him. And that's what James is speaking of here. So at that judgment seat of Christ, this is where we are rewarded. We see gain, there's profit, there's treasure, or there's loss if it's determined. James is saying to a believer that has faith but no works that his faith will not save him the embarrassment, regret, or loss of reward that he will experience at the judgment seat of Christ. How do we know that James is speaking of the judgment seat of Christ? The context of James demands that interpretation. I want you to see in James 2.12, this is the key to understanding the context of this phrase, faith without works is dead. You will live or die by context as a biblical student. There are so many verses that are pulled out of context. There are so many ministries that are built on verses that are blatantly taken out of context. You will live or die by context. So here's what James 2.12 says. So speak ye 
and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. This has to be referring to believers, because the unbeliever will be judged by God's perfect law, and they will fall short. You and I are judged by the law of liberty, which is within Christ. It could only be referring to the judgment of believers, specifically at the judgment seat of Christ, because that is the only place that believers will be judged. There are several judgments in the Bible. The most important are the judgment seat of Christ, reserved for believers, and the great white throne judgment, which is reserved for unbelievers, where they will be given the wages of their works, which will end up resulting in eternal separation from God forever in a place called hell. And we'll get a little bit into that later. In James 2.14, we find no believer will be saved or exempted from the believer's judgment of works. Every believer is going to have to stand and give an account for their works. And that is in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 in verse 10. And 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, According to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad, whether it be profitable or unprofitable, we will all stand before the Lord and give an account of our actions, not our sins, but our works. Were they profitable or were they unprofitable? And that's important to understand. When James is speaking here, he's speaking of that event. Now, death in the Bible always is used to mean separation. Physical death is the separation of the spirit and soul from the body. The second death as the Bible describes, is the separation of the spirit and soul from God in hell forever. And we see that in Revelation 20 and verse 14. Knowing this definition of death, we need to now examine this phrase, faith without works is dead. Knowing death speaks of separation and not a ceasing of existence. Look at James 2.26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. If I were to die physically, my body would drop to the ground, but my spirit would go on to be with the Lord, as it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 8, absent from the body, present with the Lord. Would I still be alive? Yes, I have eternal life, but my body would not have any vital signs and would not display any life at all. Yet I would be present with the Lord and very much alive. In the same way, James says, faith without works is dead. So what does he mean by this? Works are to faith what the body is to the spirit. The body displays the life of the spirit, and works displays faith. The only way I can display that I am alive is with my body, my movement, my pulse, my animations, all of that. The only way that I can display that I have faith is by my works. So if I have no works, does that mean I have no faith? No. That would be saying like if I die physically, I would no longer exist. The truth is that I have eternal life, so though I may lose my body, I am still very much alive. If you have faith but no works, you simply cannot demonstrate to another that you have faith. That is the point that James is making when he says, Yea, a man say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. In order to be effective, that's the whole point of this answer. Faith without works is dead before man. I cannot be effective as a member of the body of Christ, as a child of God, 
without demonstrating my faith through works. But it's not the demonstration of my faith that saves me. I'll be rewarded for the demonstration of my faith for the works that I show, but I will not be rewarded with eternal life. I do not have to have those works to back up. Oh, he's really saved. James speaks of justification by works before men. Paul speaks of justification by faith before God. And I want to look at that. If you look in Romans chapter 3, look in Romans chapter 3, and specifically start there in verse 21. This is Paul writing. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. There's no works there. There's no mention of works there. For there is no difference. The rest of the verse continues. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be the propitiation, the substitution, through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, verse 26, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him that believeth in Jesus. Now look at verse 27. Verses 21 through 26 all led up to that one point, that he might be just, Jesus, and the justifier of him, the lost man who believes, which believeth in Jesus. Look at verse 27. Where is boasting then? Is it excluded? Yes, it is. Where is boasting then? The verse continues. It is excluded. By what law? Of works? No. The King James says, nay, but by the law of faith, the law of liberty. Therefore, verse 28, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Works are what will be judged at the judgment seat of Christ. We'll be rewarded, we'll have profit and gain, or we will suffer loss. But our salvation is secured completely by Christ. And you can see that this is not a license to sin. But in order for us to be effective and reach other people, we need to have works. I can't look at a lost man and stare at him so intently to the point where he thinks, you know what, I think I need to get saved. Look at how he's staring at me. No, I've got to talk to him. And I have to be disciplined and know what I'm talking about. And that requires studying the Bible and not watching you know, a TV show that would take time away from studying my Bible. And that would be... You know, you need to be disciplined. All these different things lead up to just leading a soul to Christ. That's a work, and God will reward you for that work, but the reward of that work is not eternal life. It's a different reward that's at the judgment seat of Christ. But if I keep my mouth shut, and I don't go to church, I don't read my Bible, and I don't walk in the Spirit, I'm not going to be effective to reach people for Christ. Therefore, my faith is as good as dead. It's as if my body is dead. No signs of life. You're going to hang out with a dead body? (laughs) No. A dead body is a dead body. There's nothing left in it. A Christian that is saved by grace and doesn't work is useless to the world, is useless to the lost man. Faith without works is dead in our effectiveness before man, in our justification before man, not before God. Now look in Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. 
In in particular, I want to look at Romans 4, verses 1 through 8. What shall we say then, that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. His belief in God, going to send a Messiah to pay for his sin, counted unto righteousness, not his works. Verse 4, Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, we know that's Christ, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also described the blessedness of man, unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works. God puts righteousness to our account, not by our works, but by our belief on Jesus Christ. Verse 8, blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. And we can tell by the context, the Lord will not impute sin to those whose iniquities are forgiven and sins are covered in Jesus Christ. So the person who believes in Jesus Christ, they're saved forever. Now all the works that they do are so that they can justify themselves before men lead people to Christ, and God will reward them for it. So James teaches salvation by faith without works. Look at James 2.23. Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. That's exactly what we just read in Romans. This is a quote from Genesis 15.6, where Abraham gets saved. James 2.21 and 22 is an illustration from Abraham's life 40 years after he was saved. It illustrates or proves Abraham's faith to others. Seest thou, as it says in James 2.22. In plain English, this is saying that you can see by Abraham's willingness to slay Isaac that he had faith. He demonstrated his faith by his works. So salvation is not of works, according to Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Not of works very plainly means not of works. I don't mean to be sarcastic or hard in saying that. It's what the truth of that phrase means. Not of works means not of works. Works have no part in our salvation. Jesus Christ finished the work of salvation on the cross. We can be saved only by trusting his finished work on the cross. We can be saved only by trusting on that finished work and not on our own works. So maybe you've been sent this podcast. I want to ask you a question. Why not just trust Christ as your only hope of heaven? Then you can choose to serve him and receive blessings, rewards, treasures in heaven, profit for eternity. But maybe you've been trusting in your going to church and your discipline, and all of those things are good. I would not say, I would not get on this podcast and say those things are not good. But if they are what you are depending on to save you, plus Christ, you are going to be found wanting. You're going to be judged by God's perfect law. And your attempt to do the best you can is going to fall short. I hope that this answers your question about, is faith without works dead? The answer is yes, before men. And it will lead to a loss of rewards at the judgment seat of Christ. It does not mean faith without works is dead in the sense that a person who does not show works after they are saved wasn't really saved to begin with. That is a heresy. And maybe you have been roped into that heresy. Maybe you believed on Jesus Christ and him alone before, but you've been caught up in bad teaching. Friend, 
Everything that I've talked about today is not an interpretation of what the Scripture says. It is very clearly what the Scripture says for itself. Do not forget what 2 Timothy 2.15 says, and I say this in all the love that I can. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's what we strive to do here on Bible Line, to rightly divide the word of truth. I cannot wait for the next episode, but I really think this episode may be our most important one. And so I want to make sure that if you're listening today and you do not know that you have eternal life, all you have to do is simply believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for you, he was buried, and he rose again. Simply believing on Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection on, the, on that cross, let me tell you, you are now justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. You have a question for us? Don't feel bad in sending us an email. We'd be more than happy to answer your question. Keep looking up. Jesus is coming soon. I'm your host, Pastor Jesse Martinez, and I'll see you right here next week on Bible Line. Thank you for listening to today's episode. As a thank you to our listeners, we want to give away a free Bible every month this year. To enter, send us an email with your Bible question. Our email address is questions at BibleLineMinistries.org. Be sure to subscribe to the show and check back each Thursday for new episodes. Until next time, keep looking up. Jesus is coming soon.